probably help if I turned on my microphone. Turn it on. Paul has joined the room. Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Oh. Hold on. Just, I'm working on this thing. Is it working? I can hear you. Okay, good. What's happening? Sorry, my phone's been slow today. You've been slow today. How did you? You're not even with me. How did you know? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's just, uh, you're not with it's like you're there. Maybe I am. I'm always with you, Paul. Ooh. <laughs> Except for when you go to the bathroom, I, I I don't stick around. I ain't a creeper. Oh, you don't want to hang around for that. Anybody else joining us tonight? No, I haven't told anybody. <laughs> hey, uh. <laughs> Just so this isn't totally boring for anybody who listens to the replay of this later. Uh, yeah, hey, it's Friday the 13th. Uh, I'm here with Paul. I've told no one else we're doing this. And, uh, well, okay, so uh, Jesse, I I think Jesse's busy. I know Melanie's busy. Uh, Jesse, I'm not sure what he's doing. But uh, thanks for the hearts and likes or whatever it is, Paul. Well, it's weird. Because I can't share it unless I like you. And it's weird because I follow you, so you'd think I'd like you. Really? Is it on liking? Is it on on liking people? Like, it's weird because I have to send you love before I can share it. It's the strangest thing. Really? Oh, so it it, it (laughs) exploits you or it uh, extorts your love. (laughs) It's a, it's some love extortion, man. I am just sharing out a link as well, because... Exactly. It's, as soon as I can type something. There we go. Join us. Now. Okay. Or die too much. What's that? I said is or die too much. Like join a, us it, now or die. It's a little much. Let's go with perish. Let's go perish. Or yeah, perish. That's good. Jasper. Hey, Jasper, it'd be amazing if you called in. That'd be that'd be sweet. I almost dropped the F-bomb. Yeah, Jasper, call in. If you're not available, that's fine, but you should. We're just kicking it. Nothing nothing intense tonight. Uh, it's Friday the 13th. I hear I hear there's a full moon. Is that true? It is, and it's, yeah. it's really pretty. So, you know, double double weird whammy. So feel free to uh, 
Join us. Join okay. us. Join right. us. Nothing too intense today. Yeah, apparently I'm crazy today. I think I'm just I put in too much windshield time. Yeah, I want to ask you about that here in a moment. Well, like what should have been a four and a half hour drive turned into an almost six hour drive because there was an accident that shut down part of the interstate and we got rerouted to a at max 10 mile an hour crawl. I'll let them talk too, Jasper. Jasper says he would join, but he's watching the kids. Too many voices at too high of decibels. We'll say they're banshees. All right. You obviously didn't catch the episode. My kids were killing each other in the other room. All right. Okay. Well, that's good enough. I was going to hear, you know what? GCU Twitter, you can just retweet Garlic's tweet. There we go. Tweet. Nobody sees that stuff anyway. Twitter, Facebook's long since been useless for the most part. Twitter is fully useless to me now. I think my Twitter's broken. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I don't get notifications for a week. And then I just get this backlog of notifications. Oh, weird. Oh, good arrow, Jasper. Good arrow. Good episode, Jasper. Good arrow. Uh, Jasper (laughs) says, uh, I don't know who I'm saying this to. You know what? I I do keep in mind people who might listen to this later, in which case I'm sorry for six minutes of nothing. But uh, (laughs) Jasper says he is watching Arrow. It's the Constantine episode. Well, Constantine's kind of a Friday the 13th-ish thing to do. Jasper, did you get a chance to listen to that episode today, by the way? Today we put out the first GCU... Okay, the second GCU without Jasper. No, that's not true. The first one had Jasper, too. Okay, yeah. But we put out the first full GCU episode without Jasper on it. And it it was weird. It was a little weird, but you know what? Thoughts on it. He said he did not. He hasn't listened yet. Um, there, there's a particular spot I really want to hear your thoughts on. Yeah, yeah. I. Oh, of the episode? Yes. Uh, towards the beginning, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. I made Paul record that episode. So, f- for future listeners, uh, Garlic Cinematic Universe today well yesterday actually last night we dropped the friday the 13th special and even if it's not still friday the 13th where you're at listen to it anyway because every any time is a good time to talk about uh the king of camp slasher movies but uh friday the 13th in your heart it's always friday the 13th in my heart and actually this friday the 13th is a really good timing well before i totally sidetrack myself what was i even saying (laughs) You should check it out. Oh, yes. I made Paul I made Paul record the episode twice. I felt kind of bad. Yeah, it worked out. It did. Honest, you know, and it's so funny. I was listening back to the final the final finished edit that went live, went out online, and I'm like, "Where did Wait, 
what about that part where we talked about this? And I'm like, oh, either I cut it out of this recording or it's or in the it recording. The first <laughs> or it's, yeah, or it's the first recording. Jasper says, see, that's what it, yeah. No, we need to play it up. Drama alert. Jasper's left GCU. You won't believe what he said. Tune into the next episode of GCU to find out. <laughs> what could Jasper, what could Randy do to make Jasper leave? Randy said this and just have an <laughs> arrow pointing to a shady link. Oh, no. We're just going to clickbait all up in this. <laughs> oh, no. Jasper clickbait. <laughs> uh, I'm so curious about Jasper's. Man, I'd, it's going to be like pointless to do a follow-up episode once we can get Jasper on. You know, once I can actually talk to Jasper on recording for, I, I so he Jasper, you said you watched two of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I, I'm so interested to hear your thoughts on that, on those yes. movies, because if you if you started, yeah, I know you're doing a drama alert, Jasper thing. Wait, <laughs> I mix those words all up. You're doing a drama alert thing, Jasper. But dude, Jabba, that's not even that's a dead meme at this point. You're getting old, Jasper. Oh my god, you're getting old. I will say though, that drama alert period of YouTube where there was so much entertainment in just medium to large size YouTubers having beef with each other, as trashy and gossipy as it all was, it was kind of glorious. I did particularly enjoy that time in YouTube. It, it, it beats the everybody's watching everybody's video game time. Yeah, I mean that's been going for a while, but like it feels like that's it feels like that's all that's left now. I mean there's other stuff going on, but YouTube well, there's video I, game kinks. Video game and what? Kinks. Kinks? Like what is your kink? Oh, is that a thing on YouTube now? Yeah. Oh. I haven't been watching that. Yeah, try looking up stuff for uh, wood burning. Is is are there kinks? Difficult. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, what? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, so this I is to learn techniques, and not for what they're showing me. Now I know I said we talk about a horror movie stuff, but uh. There's not really anybody here at the time, so let's just talk about whatever. Um, have you guys... What? Wow, where is my mind? I totally forgot what I was even going to ask about. <laughs> God. No, I'm glad this isn't a regular live stream. The full moon's messing with you, man. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I don't get enough sleep. No, you say you keep about the same schedule I do. Oh, really? Yeah, up all night. And hey, it's a Jesse. Oh my gosh, this should just this is just we're gonna call this the Grolix meeting room now. <laughs> that's who. It, that's who's here. I didn't know if I figured Jesse would at least tune in. Like, <laughs> I the idea of just suddenly like Jesse getting a notification that Grolix Knights is going live and him not knowing anything about it, that kind of amused me. But, uh, yeah. 
I mean, obviously, there's nothing happening. We're just kicking it. Call this meeting of the Grolix Knights to order. We call the the Grolix Roundtable. Gather around the big G-shaped table. It was very expensive. It kind of takes up too much room. But it looks good. The G-shaped table's housed in a square. That's the Grolix way. For sure. Okay, well, wow. Um, so, I know one thing I could talk about. Uh, shortly before we went live tonight, I was like, well, what's going on on Livecast tonight? Let me po- poke around, take a listen to a, take a listen to a few, I don't know, a few other Livecasts going on, seeing what, see what people are doing. And I noticed a couple, like, there were a couple, Friday the 13th, you know, themed live casts. I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks because, you know, we're not necessarily going to draw people in with that then. Uh, so I tuned into one and there was nothing but occasional sound effects. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I, tu- I bounced out of there and I tuned into another one and the host <laughs> said hi when I joined. So I typed in hi and then there was nothing but occasional sound effects like audio clips from movies and then i it sound, i was just about to leave and it sounded like he started asking the chat questions or was talking to the chat and i'm like so is that what most of these other live casts are is it just what, like what what you didn't know is you stumbled into the jason chat oh <laughs> hosted by jason Yes. You know. <laughs> like that time you went on Arsenio. Oh, my gosh. I love that idea. Just uh. an hour of, like. <sighs> Anybody there? Maybe that's what was going on, and I just couldn't hear. I couldn't hear it on my phone. It wasn't loud enough. But, uh. Yes. You want to listen to an hour of heavy breathing by some dude? Jason Voorhees Radio. <laughs> the Voorhees cast. Oh. No, but for the most part, there's been some good live casts that I've tuned into. And, you know, anything with our old friend uh, uh, Maggie, um, anytime she's done a live cast and I tuned in, it's been good. Like she does, you know, obviously Cellmates, which I guess is on hiatus right now because of work. But she also did like some impromptu one after one day at work talking about her job. And I listened to that for like an hour. It was really good. Um, but for the most part, anytime I tune in, it's almost always just one person sitting there not saying anything until something in the chat strikes their interest. And I'm like, how do you, how do you even amass these people in your chat? Like you're not doing anything. And it's oh, not. Yes. It's hit and miss to find a good one unless, you know, you actually know the people doing it and have one to follow. Yeah, I mean, because, I don't know, because I think about, I've been getting too intense about doing, it's got to be a good live show. But, man, when I listen to some of the other ones, I'm like, I'm just, I'm overdoing it. Upside, the bar's not very high. And that sounds kind of, you know jerky to say but it's kind of true and i think it's just a matter of hey what's going on what's going on adriano adriano i'm sorry i said adriano i'm sorry i said that weird uh but 
anyway, the the point is like, I I think us having often multiple hosts, being able to talk, having a topic, I think that puts us as a leg up on some live casts. Um, but I don't need to try so hard. <laughs> Jesse. Yeah, I say with the, the multiple people option, it covers the dead space. Yeah. Every so yeah. often we stumble over each other, but every so often, Jesse, what's going on? Not not too much. I uh, I just had to had to chime in. We're we're throwing shade at Castbox. I got I got to get in on that. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I'm what, kidding. I'm kidding. That's what'll pull Jesse out on a on a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere someone's talking trash on cast box i'm oh, man, just just trash talk in general that's my mo <laughs> oh yeah you're mr negative i am yeah so negative uh what's going on man uh, not much i just i i saw exactly uh exactly how you described it i saw the uh notification on my on my phone, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I didn't know how much that would instill in you. And I was about to message. And I was like, you know what? Nah, I just want to see what Surprise! <laughs> Plus, if you're busy, I don't want to make it feel like it's something you have to be here for. Uh, I fell with, with the you. trap. <laughs> 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 but I just knew it. I was like, Jesse's going to see the notification. He's got like, what? What's going on? Um, well, <laughs> you know, cause I mentioned it yesterday and Paul, Paul had asked me about it and I was like, yeah, okay. He asked me not too long ago. I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and do it. We're just going to real laid back. Like we're just going to kick it. And then, so, uh, so then we hop on here and he's like, so who's joining us tonight? I'm like, nobody. I didn't tell anybody <laughs> anything. <laughs> so the first six minutes of this replay is going to be me like, posting hey posting in the facebook group and uh tweeting that we're doing this but <laughs> <laughs> i say me asking if you know posting that or die is too wrong so uh, what are you doing tonight jesse what, what's going on what's, uh, what's I, going I, on I, you know i was watching uh hip-hop evolution on netflix i was i was uh Schooling myself on East Coast versus West Coast, season three. Oh, interesting. Is that, <laughs> yeah, is, that yeah. is that a good? Is it good? Uh, I mean, it's a decent. It's a decent series. Like, uh, I I like that it's still going, kind of thing. Because like, season one, I was like, man, they didn't get very far. And then season two, they kind of got into it. Now season three, we're finally to that East Coast West Coast thing. So is it like documentary style or is this like a fictionalized retell well, you know, dramatized retelling? No, this is uh this is docu docu series style. Okay. So I mean it's like it's brief because it's in like episodes. So it's like an hour to hour chunk at a time. Um so in in some senses they they dive deep, but in other senses it's like very surface because how much ground can you really cover in, in an hour? Sounds spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's haunted rap. Haunted rap is what I was watching. The ICP? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, well, they're, they are haunted. There needs something. to be more horror rap. That's not it's just super cheese. Right. I feel like I think like a, a lot of a lot of hip hop uh that's that's what happens like if you try to get too too niche or you try to get like to cross genre, that's kind of what happens. Same thing with metal. Like metal has the same problem where they're like, "Okay, we're 
we're polka metal. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm really going to take that seriously. <laughs> taking, taking the polka metal seriously. Yeah, it's true. Now I want to hear somebody growling out, roll out the barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, like there's like, there's some, uh, I don't know if it's Swedish or whatever, but it's like, um, basically metal where they, they basically think they're trolls or, or dwarves. <laughs> And uh, it's super, it's super entertaining, but it's like, it's only going to get you so far. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I think you do, you kind of know that going into something like that. It's unfortunate because, I don't know, music is, music is weird because you can, you could, you know, a movie or something. It's it's totally acceptable to do a horror movie or a very genre or niche thing or a movie all about hobbits and like make a billion dollars but you, you want to make hobbit rock okay that's not a great example if you if you're not led zeppelin <laughs> and you want to make Hob- hobbit rock you're not going to make a yeah. billion dollars like it, it, there's it, it's weird what mediums that certain things are considered camp and in other mediums it's fine well even like uh even like parody like who besides weird al can really get away with it uh, Lonely Island, kind of, but even them, like even them, I I have a hard time not comparing them to Weird Al, but maybe that's just because I'm old and nobody's gonna touch Weird Al, and Weird Al crosses so many genres, anyways, that it's kind of like, well, it's been done. Yeah. Say so there was Cletus T. Judd for a while in the country genre. I remember that vaguely, but again, he just struck me as the he country. He just struck me as the country Weird Al. Who was the you know current day Doctor Demento? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm, each generation gets one, <gasps> right? They're like slayers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> only once a generation. Every yeah, only once a generation do we get a, a, <laughs> a well received parody artist. <laughs> That's not as cool like, as I a mean, slayer. At some point, all the parodies will be in dubstep. Oh god. That's also a dead meme. Man, you guys are all old. <laughs> Dubstep's dead. Jasper say, says, says the guy that made Dubstep. Yeah, and then I made Synthwave. That's I'm, true. I'm hip. I'm current. Synthwave's dead. God. <laughs> yep. Synthwave's Everyone different. I, I will continue. I, actually, to be honest, I have... You know, I don't work on music a whole lot anymore. I'm too busy, but... Uh, I, I, I have been consciously moving my stuff back. I say back, back towards a nineties sound because it's coming. You're, you're if, ready. If we're moving, if Synthwave is on its way out, that means the nineties is up next. And I've, I've been ready for nineties since the nineties. So I've been tuning up my air guitar. I'm getting ready to go on tour. Uh, cool. <laughs> are you, so are you going to be, um, like what? Which nineties are you repping? Are you repping more um, nine inch nails? Oh yeah, I'm not even. I don't know where else you're going, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I mean that's what I figured. Well, nine inch nails in itself. So, I say you going grunge or pop? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I was I was very I was very grunge, uh, but yeah, in, you know the industrial sound also 
kind of took root in the 90s or, or at least evolved in the 90s. I guess maybe, yeah, maybe we'll tr- we'll have to like, we'll go through a little grunge resurgence and then we'll kind of segue. For what happens when we segue back into the electronic music that came in in the 90s? <laughs> like Moby? I don't know. Oh. Like, I, <laughs> so I've always graduated towards, or graduated, uh, what's the word? I've always gravitated. gravitated towards electronic music and you know i was a huge nails fan back in the day and industrial stuff and just various things so synthwave always fit right in there because that was kind of i don't know like in my mind it's one of those things where part of the reason i like dubstep is because to me it felt like the natural progression of some of the weird uh i can see that yeah dance but with a more of an, it's not industrial, but more of a rough edge to it. I was like, yeah, this is like crazy uh, dance industrial, but groovy sound. But then it went so like, it went so poppy and that disappointed me. And then with the auto tuner, everything just sounded exactly like it. Like like early to mid Skrillex versus like late yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Basically, the the parts of Skrillex songs that didn't have a hook. <laughs> that's the, yeah. that's the yeah, aspect yeah. I like. Yep. I like that crazy sound. Um, yeah. But, and whatever. I guess the, the fire that burns brightest burns quickest. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and then, you know, whatever, Synthwave was, I was like, I didn't even know it was a thing. I was like, I really... I was on a a John Carpenter uh, Tangerine Dream 80s soundtrack, synth soundtrack kick, and I was like, I want to make an album like this. Uh, I need to research some more music to get in- inspiration. And then I discovered, well, oh, there's there's a whole bunch of people doing this already. Okay, cool. So, you know, whatever. Well, that's when you take synthwave and combine it with classical. And I will... Synthwave Bach. I will. I've, I've thought about it. Actually, you're gonna release a box set. Oh, oh uh, <laughs> yep. He's By the way, hi, hi Bart. What's going on? Sorry, I haven't said hello. I uh, I know we should stop. We should start talking about horror movies. I suppose. Oh, is that what is that what's going on? Actually, I do want to ask uh, Paul because I know Paul, you're doing something interesting that sounded like. Uh, Friday the 13th is a good like night to kick that off. What are you doing this weekend? I am in Moline, Illinois at the Midwest Monster Fest starting tomorrow. Mo- well, I'm here to now, but it starts tomorrow morning. Ooh, I wonder it's if... A uh small horror convention. I wonder if uh, our friend uh, Christopher R. Mim is down there. I'm mm. curious. So I, will, I can let you know tomorrow. He but- gets around. Well, and he's really up cool kind of that way. I say, uh, if you're in the Quad City areas, it's a going to be a fun show to go to. The guest list includes uh, WF Bell from uh, Walking Dead, uh, Rob Zombie's Thirty One. Um, he was in an episode of MacGyver. Um, but yeah, I think Thirty One and The Walking Dead is probably the main. Mm-hmm. Um. There's uh, Ed Neal, the hitchhiker from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Um, Wyatt Weed. From the, wait, wait. The, the original Texas Chainsaw? Yes. Oh, my God. That guy's creepy. <laughs> in, in the movie, he's creepy. He, yeah. Um, there's Layla Haley from Sinister 2. Okay. Um, John Dugan, Grandpa, from both Texas Chainsaw and Texas Chainsaw 2. And Terry McGinn, the victim from the the, the victim, uh, the girl from Texas Chainsaw. Awesome. There's there's a couple of local guys, and I can't seem to get it up on my phone right now. But so uh, those ones. So what do you what are you doing there? I am I, peddling my wood. <laughs> He's putting his wood in their face. I am. And I'm so, right across from Wyatt Weed, the Predator. So, you know, perfect product placement. My Predator board is front and center right in front of him. My wood is directly in his face. <laughs> you ever like, do you just sit there? You need to just sit there and stare at him and then look at it, look it down at the wood and then stare back at him. Oh, you've never <laughs> seen that. Have you? What? I said, you've never seen me in action. No. I know you were at, uh, what was it? You were at this lot. Oh, were you at Ocon? He was that Ocon. Was yeah, he, he was just I, uh, just down the way from us. He was like uh, like one booth over on the uh, on the end cap. Yeah, I don't think. I'll make the boards move a little bit depending on who's coming down. If I, you know, if there's a King Jareth, you know, walking by, I'll make the David Bowie board dance a little bit to draw your attention. And <laughs> it go. My wood jiggles, man. It <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's. What do you mean? What are you talking about? What is all this wood talk? Uh, that's something I don't think we've ever really dove into on the show. Um, Let's say aside from the promo at the end. <laughs> well, you mentioned that you have wood for the listener, but the, we'd never talk about what it actually is. So you do like wood burning stuff. Yeah, I do uh, wood burned artwork. And you definitely, I, I noticed there's a few other things, but you definitely uh, seem to gravitate towards horror things. See, I really like the horror stuff because I get to leave more of the shading. Um, mm-hmm. On like the comic book and cartoon characters, I have to paint them more if I want them to sell. But okay. the horror guys, yeah. I get to add, I get to leave it more natural wood and just play with the different shades of brown and add the color highlights. Horror, horror fans like a little bit of a grain and grit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the ones I prefer, you know, they're just the shade, just the ones that are all shaded out with minimal color. The only ones I can sell on that are horror. Like I've tried selling uh, some of the comic book ones and I will sit on them. Interesting. So they got to kind of pop, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Like I think people are, have trained and um, like you're trained. Like if you're looking at Deadpool, you're used to seeing the red and black. You look for the red and black. It doesn't matter what shape he's in. Right. You look for the red and black. If the red and black's not there, it's not Deadpool. 
Right. Like it, your My Little Pony boards, uh, they're not going to sell unless they're the right colors, too. Yeah. You know, and same thing with Pokemon and stuff like that. If it's not yeah. color that that character is supposed to be, you're done. Dude, you're you're sitting sitting with it. People are very um, touchy. I guess. Oh yeah. Night. Well, you think about how many? I mean, like think about um, comic books where they've tried to reimagine somebody's. Uh, costume like even even uh even just superman you know like yeah some people have a real problem with uh the superman suit not being the one that christopher reeves wears well and which and i mean you run into this it's really hard trying to offer something different that you yeah. can't pick up somewhere when everybody literally wants okay superman's gotta have the curl he has to be no, it's got to be the classic blue and red and blue with the S in his chest. You know, it can't be anything different. He has to have that regal pose or he has to be, you know, strong Superman. Right. You know, Batman, you get a little play with because there's, it, it depends on which version of Batman you're going with, but he has to be, you know, you have to be able to tell which Batman it is. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it's like you just want to offer something different. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because I'll even I'll try to offer some of my original characters, you know, my creator owned work stuff, and uh, like if that if that sells even one at a show, I feel like <laughs> like I've arrived. Like right? you just sold a book, and you probably made a buck off of it because you sold it barely over cost. Oh yeah, I mean it's you know it, it honestly it kind of goes back to like when we're talking about movies and we want to see different movies and stuff like that that's not the huge franchises or the remakes or stuff like that but we are so you know as as a culture we are so driven to this is what we know we gravitate to what we know we don't like to step out of our comfort zone as consumers. The other stuff doesn't have a chance. Right. Well, even just, uh, just like Brightburn, which we just reviewed. It's like, I can see why they played it safe because of that exact reason. And, and that's what disappointed me is I would have liked to see them go a little further than what we just obviously know about Superman. Hey, that would actually be a pretty good segue if if you're ready for a segue. segue. Go for it. Take it. Take the Uh, segue. But I like segues. So (laughs) before we really do that, uh, hi, Douglas. Just want to say hi. Um, If you're still here. Uh, So Paul Paul had – this isn't maybe the best place for it, but, I mean, if anything, (laughs) if we need a topic, we – it's a good topic. So Paul had a question that he kind of wanted to throw out to, you know, whatever conversation starter question. We don't have a whole lot of listeners tonight, so I don't know if there's a if, listeners. If you're there, you have input on this. Uh, let us know. But basically, it was Paul's follow up, his uh, Brightburn follow up question, which was basically like, so if you could take, I'm assuming Paul, you were intending mostly like superhero origins or yeah. whatever, an origin story. And make it 
horror. And what was the example you used, Paul? Uh, the, the one I would like to see turned horror, I would like to see the Weapon X Wolverine origin story turned into a slasher film. Mm. Yeah. So that's basically that's it. Let's what if? Let's hear your uh, superhero horror what if. Mine the first one that come to mind for me was uh I want to take the Batman Bruce the Bruce Wayne story and go American Psycho with it. I have him <laughs> have him go I can't remember the character's name offhand. Uh so I'll just say Christian Bale. I know that's not the obviously that's not what Christian Bale's necessarily like, but uh, I, I like that idea of you know it's basically still Batman, but kind of wrong and, and and creepy, or creepier. Batman driven off the rails. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I guess it it would be Batman. He would just have other priorities, less you know making criminals pay and more obsessing over business cards and well, he always uh, seemed Huey Lewis in the news. He always seemed, uh, <laughs> too calm, cool, and collected, I'm sorry, to be uh, where he was at. I mean, they always played it. He never got over his parents' death. But well, I mean, I, who was oh, one dude? I, I think that's the main thing is like, it's it's Bruce Wayne exactly as he typically is portrayed, except no emotions. He is empty inside, like the character from American Psycho. And for the most part, it wouldn't seem that different. Except there would be no need for Arkham. No. <laughs> Does Batman got a choke fool? He'd kill a, a few. He'd choke a few. <laughs> uh, I think the hardest one would be Penguin. He ain't got a neck. Nope. Him and Killer Croc. No neck. Just all torso. Gut punch. So what would be some other good superheroes to to push into a horror horror genre that aren't already there? So I... um. When when you posited this, uh, my brain went to kind of like your um, your pitch of Friday the Thirteenth. Do you remember that when we did the? Uh, oh yeah, like your idea, yeah, your ideal pitch, and you kind of like you kind of played it sly, and you didn't realize it was a it was actually a uh, Friday the Thirteenth reboot, and until the big reveal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to do that with like the Punisher where you don't realize that you're following basically a crime family. They just seem like a family and they just seem like they're being picked off one by one. And we don't know why, but as slowly as the movie goes on, you start to realize that they're into some, some shadiness and, uh, and, and eventually it's revealed that it's the Punisher that's taking them out because they're horrible. I love. So what you're saying is basically you're getting a slasher movie except it turns out the people you're following is a crime family and it's the yes. Punisher is the killer. I love that. Oh my God. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, what's that, Paul? I said the caveat is it has to be shot POV. Any Point time. of view. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anytime the Punisher's there. Oh yeah, for sure. Man, oh I, heck I, yeah. I, that's great. And he's probably not going to say anything. Nope. Most of the uh, time, you know, that's so good. 
That is a good one. I I just I yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the premise where you're in one thing and then it turns out to be some classic horror trope that or or in this case you think it's a classic horror trope and then it's it's not, it's something else entirely. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's where it's called a twist, but whatever. Right. Our twists so, are better. Kind of kind of like a Shyamalan type of thing, yeah, but better. Well, out Shyamalan, right. Shyamalan. Yeah, somebody Shamal needs ham. to. <laughs> Shamal ham. Somebody needs to out Shamalan, uh, Shamalan, ding dong. I mean, we don't listen. I mean, I like the question. I was, Paul, when you said, hey, can we talk about that? I was all for talking about it, but I kind of figured it'd be like it is now. We're not going to oh, have yeah. anybody chiming in on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is this is how it's been. Uh, so, <laughs> what else was there? So I watched. Uh, so, I'll just reiterate. I've already pimped it once. Grolic Cinematic Universe, uh, Friday the Thirteenth special. People from the future who might listen to the replay of this probably won't though. I go check it out. Paul and I talked about the first three Friday the Thirteenth movies, and uh, last night I'm sitting here and I'm like, I kind of want to watch a slash a slasher movie, uh, but I've seen them all. <laughs> but then I was like, well, you know, what the heck? I'll, let's, I'll just continue my Friday the 13th journey, and I watched part four last night. Uh, enter Corey Feldman. <laughs> I kind of, that one sucks. I kind of hate it. It's not great. The kills are pretty cool, like, in terms of, like, a slasher movie. Slasher movie kills are pretty good, but I don't like that one, man. And I kind of wish, because our ratings, Paul, were pretty positive. We didn't go under a three-star on on our GCU special, because we didn't pass a good trilogy. If yeah, yeah, if we if we'd have got to part four at least, we would have went below four uh, three stars. I, I say, when's the last time you watched five? Well, I was I gonna say, know. like I I can't think of uh, too many people that talk about uh, Friday the Thirteenth too far beyond four until you get to Jason Takes Manhattan and like once you get out that far. Yeah, when they've gone no, into complete shark jump. Fact, uh, so yeah, aside from the fact that uh, Otter makes an amazing Jason, right? From yeah, then on, uh, yeah, the, the movies aren't. There's nothing to write home about. I feel and like a lot of. I'm sorry. They're not even that campy. They're just. Eh. Well. So part four, it should be one of the most memorable. And it probably is one of the ones that like people, excuse me, people at least remember watching because it's, it does have Corey Feldman and it has, Oh, what's his name? It's escaping me now, but uh, back to the future. Michael J. Fox's dad character. Um, oh, um, Crispin Glover. Yeah. Oh Yeah. And uh, oh, as always, he's super weird in it. Like he plays all of his characters super weird. So it should be like that much as memorable. But that said, like f- even for a Friday the Thirteenth movie, like the the characters are exceptionally thin, and the premise is like whatever. The, there is this idea of this like one of the brother of one of the girls who were, was killed in a previous movie shows up as a hunter to hunt Jason, and that's kind of cool, but. In classic 
bad horror fashion, it's a cool idea that just doesn't get executed very well at all. And, uh, yeah. That said, there is one, there's one kill that kind of blew my mind because I was like, wait, what? Where this chick's trying to get out the door and all of a sudden there's like, you don't really see what happens. It's just like there's like a small explosion in the door and particles go, you know, like little chunks of board go flying out to the side of her and her hair, like obviously air was blown through the door. And then she falls over and there's an ax sticking out of her. I'm like, wait, so are they saying like Jason just tossed a full sized ax through this front door with like explosive force? I think that's what happened. And it, it was kind of glorious. I say Tommy going ham on Jason is pretty good. That was okay, but man, like that whole end bit really, I don't, it probably fell flat for me before, but I don't recall. I don't remember being as displeased with it as I was this time. Like it's so cheesy and they tried to set up like, I don't know, man. They were trying to position him as going crazy and then whatever, whatever. I again, interesting idea. Man, it doesn't work on film, in my opinion. It seems like that's what they did with a lot of those franchises in the eighties. Because uh, same deal for me with Freddy. Except at least Freddy was kind of kind of funny, but he also got really dumb. Oh yeah. Well, it feels like, and I think it's because if the franchise doesn't bounce back at some point, it just dies and it doesn't become a long running franchise. But in all these super long running franchises, man, without a doubt, like there's a lull right in the middle of each and every one of them. Once you hit part four, at least, at least it starts, it happens at least at part four, if not earlier, they just take a nosedive and they will be just horrible for like, three or four more movies before someone comes in and actually like actually revives them with something interesting. Uh, It's usually like the original creator or something like Wes Craven comes back. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah, Wes Craven comes back and does a weird kind of meta take or, uh, you know, somebody does. Well, I guess child's play kind of had two of those little renaissances. The, they had the whole like where it went. They just embraced the camp with the uh, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky and all that. And then they had the is it a reboot? It's not a reboot. Reboot, uh, which kind of reinvigorated it. It's the second right. Boot. I I love that one. Was it Curse of Chucky? That one was fun. Yeah, I still haven't watched the follow up to that one. It's it's, hey, it's all right, but it's it's a I yeah I would just stream it. Because I think it's on Netflix, or it was. I remember you not being thrilled with it. I was fine. It just wasn't like, man, that one uh, ended in kind of a cool spot. And then this was, it was an interesting take, but it was not what I I get. Again, expectation versus reality. How do you guys feel about, because this is child's play is one of these weird instances where, so they just remade child's play, the movie, the first movie, mm-hmm. but that is actually like, because of there's this weird separation in the rights from the first one, that is not a part of, obviously it's a reboot, but that's not a part of the child's play or the, the Chucky 
universe, the Chucky thing going on. And in fact, that creator still has the rights to use Chucky and plans to do a follow-up to Cult of Chucky. So like that series is still going and it's also been rebooted over here, which seems unusual. How do you guys feel about that? Well, it made me think of uh, uh, George Romero and and Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that's a great, great example. Yeah, okay. What were you saying, Paul? It's a, it's a classic comic book. Yeah, I mean, you can have two universes running parallel together with the same character. I mean, that's that's a good point too. But uh, yeah, you know, see, it's, it's just weird in something like. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's less weird because even if we don't necessarily get that, we are starting to get the thing where people will try to reboot the franchise. The reboot either fails or whatever did okay, but like the hardcore fans aren't really into it. And then somebody comes along and does a sequel to the originals, ignoring the reboot, or in the case of Halloween, ignoring every sequel since nineteen <laughs> since nineteen eighty. Right? Like, right? It's it's pretty weird. It's whatever. Ongoing serialized storytelling always gets messy in terms of continuity. So it's, I think that's just it's that situation. So speaking of like interesting continuations, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I think I was commenting on the Halloween stuff. Go go for it. I was like, you know, it's like when you're trying to explain to somebody, you know, okay, you want to watch Halloween. Okay. Where do I start? Well, you start with one and then you go to two and then three. No, don't go to three. Um, you, you wait, and in a year from now, watch that one, and watch the ones that are coming out now. But they're all no, don't watch those. Those don't matter. Those happen somewhere. <laughs> else. See, and it's it's interesting because Paul, your continuity is t- completely different than my continuity. My continuity is you watch part one, you watch part three because. But know that it has nothing to do with it, but you you should watch it anyway because it's it's whack wacky. And oh, then yeah. and then after that, you know, until what was it? Until recently, I would have been like, and then stop. That's it. Watch part one. Watch part three. Call it call it a day. But now it's like watch watch the original. Maybe throw in part three if you want to do something different, and then watch Halloween. No, not the Rob Zombie Halloween. The other Halloween. <laughs> also, the fact that there are three movies titled simply Halloween in what is essentially the same franchise is so dumb. It's Check so dumb. <laughs> There's two Halloween part twos. What? <laughs> <sighs> so I, I guess going with like Halloween kills and Halloween ends or whatever the new titles are is is smart. But well, they can't do three and four. Well, yeah, three, four, four, five, whatever. They should do. They should just remake Halloween three, Season of the Witch. <laughs> straight up, just a straight remake. Keep it pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> uh, accurate to the original story, <laughs> and then go back to Jason when that inev- inevitably fails again. I think I like. So, part- uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say. Let's get oh, to. No. 
let's get to what you were going to say. Oh, well, I was, I was just going to ask because like, the, okay, so they're canceling Swamp Thing. So yeah, I'm going back to comics because I, I'm, I know more about that. Uh, <laughs> Swamp Thing's sophisticated so, so suspense sw- and horror. Oh, that, there we go. There's my tie-in. Uh, but this next yep. thing is not. Um, <laughs> so Titans, they just they just released season two. Uh, is that pretty much exclusive to the DC Universe app? And uh, meanwhile, everything else on that app is dying. That isn't just comics. Did they just release season two? They just released season two, and they're putting up like. Uh, Teaser posters and stuff because like Donna Troy is added to the team and yeah. I did not realize they just released it. Okay. No. Yeah. So this was something I'd been kind of following because I knew since before I even got access to it, that the DC universe app was going to be in trouble at some point. Cause I don't know what they were thinking, but I mean, from a, as a comic book fan, man, it's great. Like it should probably have done way better than it did than it does. But uh, do if nothing else, doom patrol, doom patrol, man, it was so good. I'd, I'd hate to see it like get canceled because it happened to be on a about it. It'll go over to HBO. Well, see, right now we know this, but I was so worried that it was just going to like die off because it happened to be on you know, Warner Brothers decided to try this little service that ended up dying. Um, and it's still salvageable. They oh, yeah. Content figured out. Honestly, they have enough backlog of content that they could bring in just about any fanboy. That's the thing. Like, I don't I don't know how well it does. The, it's perfect for its niche audience. The problem is, like, I would assume in order to sustain an on-demand video streaming platform that in which they produce, and the shows don't look super expensive, but they're putting some money into them, produce several series for, like, I'm assuming they need more than a niche audience. Oh, yeah. So you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this again next week, but um, Disney Plus. They had me at, you know, the original content. You know, some of the new shows mm-hmm. coming out of there, they had me hooked for. But then they're re-releasing my childhood. Yeah, you got me. Here's my right. money. You have me. Now That's what DC had to do. Well, see, that's the thing, though. It's all there. Like, they have, there are so many... I, I'm so curious about how the rights on some of these old shows work, but there are so many old DC themed shows on the app, but it's like, they don't either. They just don't advertise it. Or again, it falls into it's such a niche audience because I Disney's got shows that are going to appeal to everyone who is of a certain age. Meanwhile, you know, Sure, maybe something like Batman the Animated Series would have a wider appeal, but like you know, all the DC, you're still working within a certain niche of audience. Well, sure. Honestly, leading up to the new Swamp Thing show, they should have advertised not, not announced that it was canceled before the first episode dropped. Well, that that would yeah. help a lot, but advertise and run the crap out of the original TV series. Oh, 
see most companies aren't going to want to do anything like that though they're not they're not going to want you to associate it with this old property you know i mean get you know get some of the older guys jazzed back up about it well did um have you watched through the series paul i've seen Okay, well, see, I felt uh, this is uh, beyond it being canceled, although I think that's part of it. it. I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan, and I fell off of it. Like, I haven't finished it. I, I should, but they're, I don't know. They're doing something wrong with it. Anyway. Through, it feels like they phoned it in. They, I think they did because they were still filming the season when they got the word that, like, they were shutting down production on on it, like, early. But Adrian Barbeau, who was in, was it the original Swamp Thing, uh, the yeah. live action movie? Yeah. She she had tweeted at one point that she's in it, and I have not. I'm. I don't think I've watched far enough to see her in it. So, so I'm assuming what? So I haven't seen her yet. Okay, yeah. So I'm assuming she's in it somewhere still. But you'd think that'd be something they'd really like, hey, it's got, you know, at least pull in, again, it's that niche audience, but pull in some fanboys. Uh, but I had seen her tweet tweet it, and then later that day, the tweet was deleted. And then I, I heard from somebody else that, yeah, oh, yeah, no, they announced it later. But where? I, I didn't see it. They didn't really, I don't know. It feels like their promotion all around, like they pushed. You could definitely tell the properties they were. Oh yeah, more proud of Titans. They pushed that everywhere, right? But Doom Patrol got virtually no promotion, and that's I think the best series they've done. Like it, just in terms, I even enjoyed Titans and finished season one. I don't know that it's still a good show, but Doom Patrol was a good show. Swamp Thing is the one that should have been a shoe in for me. I haven't finished it yet, so like I don't know, man. That's just how it goes. That's well, and then Young Justice uh, didn't get the promotion that I thought it was going to get, and not because it really needs it, but I honestly thought they were going to be like, "Here, here it is. Shut up." Well, no, they. I mean, maybe they take a different attitude about it, but yeah, they should have because that has like a devoted audience. Yeah, but they've been so reluctant to do a third season on that for years. It would have been, look, here it is. Now leave us alone. So I could be wrong, but I think I read, and man, isn't this how it all goes? I think I read that the DC Universe app was kind of the brainchild of whoever, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. Some executives at some point, like they're like, yeah, we really want to push this. This is a great idea, blah, blah, blah. And then they got replaced by somebody. It was oh, like, uh, whatever, um, who, you know, whatever isn't into the idea or doesn't care. And then eventually it goes away because they just neglected it. Cause you know what? That wasn't their brainchild. That wasn't their baby. They don't care. They have to come in and make decisions to try to justify their position. And, uh, that's what happens to a lot of when good things get canceled or whatever flounder. It's usually because of stupid stuff like that. Honestly, I'm just happy right now that Disney's not being too greedy. <laughs> this is how they hook us, though. Well, I Dude. mean, think about it. They could run a Marvel streaming service. They could run a Fox streaming service. 
you know, only Disney only. And they would run rough, rough shot over everybody. Um, Well, they, they're going to though. They don't have to. Now I think they would have, if they tried a similar thing to the DC universe app, but with Marvel, they have the attention from general audiences. They could actually make that work. Oh, with yeah. all the Marvel related shows they're going to be producing. But I mean, it's smart of them not to do it that way if they look at like the other services that basically split themselves off and part like themselves. Huh? The cross branding and everything. Well it doesn't and, make sense to do the uh uh sectional Well it's kind of like they could either try to spread themselves out and risk spreading themselves thin or they could, uh, you know, basically create an unkillable juggernaut that's going to come out and basically wipe the floors with all other current streaming services. Like, I, I think they're smart to combine their services and and charge a pretty low price to begin with because you know it's going to go up. It's going to have to go up. But they get you in, like Jesse said, hook you, hook you early. Um, but no, yeah, like... I think it's smart to combine, basically combine our powers combined and uh, Captain Planet all over the place. There, you know, whatever it's going to be on unbeatable. Sorry, you got me. You got me talking, Paul. You got me oh, going. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I heard, uh, at least Disney's not being greedy. Whoa, what? Okay. I, I think I think I'm still blaming it. Disney for the Spider-Man thing. I don't care what people think. They oh, no, Disney I, asked I, I, for I'm too much. They bought Paul. <laughs> they bought Paul. They bought. <laughs> I wish I could use some money. Oh man, that, that Disney money. <laughs> oh my gosh, you pay off a lot of things I'm with not Disney afraid money. Of many in this world, except that mouse. That yeah, mouse no doubt. Because when that hammer falls, it will be the thing that silences a lot of people. I say that mouse doesn't go after you. That mouse goes after you and anybody that knows your name. the The mouse goes after daycares. The mouse doesn't <laughs> yeah. discriminate. It wants its money. Yeah, that's you're right. I remember reading that story ages ago. Oh my gosh. Well, they've been yeah, they the boogeyman of, of comic conventions ever since they acquired Marvel. Because it's like, when's it going to happen? They don't care. Yeah. They li- the, the, uh, the reason copyright law is what it is today is because every yep. time the mouse, Mickey Mouse goes up, like is about to fall into public domain, they lobby. They're writing the laws. Yeah. It's been extended. Yep. Over and over again, every time, every time the the mouse is about to go into public domain, magically, somehow, almost like some type of Disney miracle, the copyright laws change and it gets extended. Disney magic? <laughs> they, well, and they create some magical loophole, so it's like, oh well, no, Steamboat Willie's not public domain because he's also a trademark of a giant corporation. Well, and. I've said before, I mean, because, you know, legally they acknowledge, not not Disney, but everybody else acknowledges that fan art is a gray area. 
in the copyright law. If they would actually write fan art legislation and make it just cut and dry. How how could they, though? How could they make it cut and dry? It would, it would, it would hurt a lot of. Conve- I mean, like that's the thing is that the these conventions bring in so much money that they'd be really shooting themselves in the foot. And I think that's why they haven't dropped the hammer yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if it's if it's going to hurt their bottom line, I, I don't see them having a problem. You know. Plus, the funny thing is the companies that the mouse just acquired mm-hmm. were okay with fan art. Well, they were. Right. On them. I mean, that's what that's what Jesse's saying, though. Like, that's the worry is how long are they going to every be time they with? every time they buy a Star Wars, every time they buy an X Men or or whatever, you know, anytime they they extend their because now now the Predator, the Predator is is Disney. Yeah, Alien is Disney. I mean, like mm-hmm. these these properties are owned by Disney now. Uh, which which begs the question, like, what will they do with it? And w- will it be good or not? <laughs> no matter who wins, we lose. Right? Um, Every time. I was just going to say, uh, Paul, like, I don't think you want legislation specifically regarding fan art. Because who do you think the lawmakers are going to, like, well, no, favor? I know, I know I'd be screwed. Yeah, they're not going to favor the people who are like, we just want to make this for free or sell it for cheap at you know conventions. Like we're just fans, or the billion dollar corporations who are like, you don't ever have to work again. Oh no, I'm screwed. But I look at it this way: at least then there's no gray area. You know, it can't be. Well, I'm kind of operating within the. No, you're either doing it or you're not. It's. Well, it, it's so it's so bizarre. People don't people don't understand what is and isn't fair use because it's because it's such a murky thing. Like a lot, even when uh, you know, like when we did that whole He Man, um, the He Man mini comic, uh, a lot of the guys are throwing around the word parody, and yeah, there's some parody elements to it, but no, nah, it's pretty much a, a straight up taking place in Eternia mini comic with a few original characters that we made up. Like we don't have a leg to stand on if they decide that, that it's not okay. This recording has just been cataloged for future law proceedings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But there are some companies that even on the website, like um, I think it's Pokemon outright. Mm -hmm. You want to make fan art? You go right ahead. But if they want to use it, it's theirs. Yeah. Who who owns it, that? Does Nintendo own that, or do they just do a lot of stuff with Nintendo? I'm pretty sure it's Nintendo that okay. own that owns like the lion's share of everything. I mean, I think there are different groups that have like there's a creator, but I think the creator basically, you know, has signed all their rights over to Nintendo. Because Nintendo's like, I mean, they're kind of their own version of a mini disney like they are super weird about rights and they will go after people and mario and well i mean mario mario that's what they got i know they have other properties but no they have mario and uh they don't go after the powerhouse (laughs) 
I mean, there's yeah. so much fandom and fan art and fan games and just stuff built around Mario. Yet Nintendo's still pretty weird about it. Like I just heard, was, I was just reading some news article the other day about uh, Nintendo was cracking down on YouTube channels that were featuring Nintendo music or something. And uh, I mean, apparently they were channels that like it was just music. Of course. They're like, but it's music you can't like buy anywhere. It's we were, you know, this is great classic Nintendo music that you can't find anywhere. But still, like you're just reposting their music. What did you expect? It's Nintendo. (laughs) They're they're only going to be lenient for so long. But But, yeah, like Pokemon has the perfect compromise. You know, you want to do it? Go ahead. But if we decide that we like your art and we want to mass produce it as shirts. You have no monetary rights to it at all. Wait, is that for real? I, I, I must have missed you saying that. Website. Like, so they could just like, we need a new design. Uh, let's peruse some fan art. Oh my god, that'd be a crap job though. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon fan art. There's so much. <laughs> oh, oh my god, so much online, and it's a lot of it's so bad. Well, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, Axton's uh, expressionist art. They could make right. a of you know expressionist shirts and it's within their uh policy to do so but that's their compromise for not you know dropping the hammer you know you want to make some money off their product go ahead but if they turn around and want to make a lot of money off of you making a little money they're gonna right i i mean and that's kind of where it comes down to the issue. I remember when monopolies were actually something people seem to worry about, but that become, that's where something like Disney becomes a serious issue to where, okay, like, yes, it, you don't own these properties, you know, some other company or whoever owns these properties. But the, what if one company owned all of those properties. Like there's not going to be any leeway. If that one company decides to crack down across the board, you know, that's a, those are huge chunks of properties that, that, you know, you gotta be extra careful with, or you can't really play with anymore. I mean, uh, if it wasn't, uh, you know, if physical media wasn't kind of dying out, uh, we would have to worry about like, all of these things that used to be in the $5 bin being suddenly in the Disney vault. And if you want uh, a new copy of the predator, uh, you're going to have to buy their special uh, special edition, whatever version. And it's not going to be in the $5 bin anymore. No, it's 20 bucks minimum. Digital copy only on this platform that has some type of planned obsolescence in five years and none of your right. per, uh, digital purchases will transfer over to whatever the new one is. That's how, you know, I mean, yeah. if you want a good example, again, drawing parallels between Disney and Nintendo, you want a good example of that. Look at how Nintendo handles their, uh, whatever, whatever they call it that you can buy the old games and play on their new system. Their virtual virtual console. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't translate from console to console. It's just whatever console you bought it on, that's what you can play it on. So if you bought it on the Wii, that's fine, but you're gonna have to buy it again when you get a Switch. Yeah, how many how many times are you gonna pay for I don't know, Legend of Zelda or something. Yeah, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. 
Not that. How many, many copies of that can you own? All of them. All of them. Got to the catch them all. Got to get it. Got to catch them all. <laughs> I mean, that is that. That is frustrating. Speaking of Pokemon, because they have a platform where you can transfer certain Pokemon from game to game. And it's pretty slick. I don't know if that's going to work for Switch. I don't know if they're going to do that. Hmm. So they're basically going to rewrite how how Pokemon works moving forward because it's a new console. Nintendo's so whatever. They're so weird about that. It's all like a it's like a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know. I should I shouldn't even put the talking horror movies in the in the description description. It's like you're a camp counselor and you're at a camp for camp counselors. Which is also the side of murder. Hey, Flam, Flam the Demon, what's going on? You're the first person, and well, you're the first non-host to say hi all night. What's how's it hanging? Uh, hey, thanks for the follow. We we're we're honestly the conversation is kind of bouncing all over the place. We were talking everywhere. Yeah, we were talking horror movies. Then we were talking about the horrors that is uh, Disney and Nintendo <laughs> owning the world. <laughs> they own your skull, now, Flam. Now I kind of want to do a Mario with like a Mickey Mouse hat. <laughs> oh my god! They maybe we can get them when they come after you to fight each other. <laughs> there that's there how, is. That's like, how you take on the yeah, giants. You Nintendo told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo said it was fine, but they Nintendo, said F you should, mouth. <laughs> Disney, you should, you should hear what Disney called you when they were talking about it, though. <laughs> you know what they said? When Mario's not plumbing, he's exterminating. Better watch out, mouse. Then, then, then that comes back to the whole hip hop talk that we were doing earlier, where it's like West Coast of Japan versus East Coast of America or, or <laughs> something, Florida. Wherever it is, is that already? So the Epcot, so, oh, no, so East Coast, West. No, yeah, it was East Coast of Japan, West Coast of the U.S. Yeah, isn't that where Pearl Harbor is? So we did already. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh hey, wow! But it's on the East Coast of Hawaii. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I made that up. I don't. I don't know geography things. Which That's one? Which one is ICP and which one is Eminem? That's the only hip hop beef I care about. Is that still happening? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, probably not. I for like it was a machine, machine, 1999. machine Gun Kelly and, and Eminem. I mean, like Eminem just roasts whoever he's mad at. So hey, pretty much just Eminem wins. Well, I, he's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem is Disney. Oh, that's what that's what this show should have been titled. <laughs> I want to discover guys like Ozzy. Yo, man. Holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> Randy, have you heard anything about this thing? No. What's this? Oh, no. Um, Ozzy, Ozzy featured on a Post Malone track, and, and now people are like, uh, man, that Ozzy Osbourne, he's going to blow up. Because uh, oh. Post Malone discovered him, or, or whatever. I seen one of I, oh, Jesus. I seen somebody's post. It was probably one of your guys' posts about something about that. But I, I was, whatever. I don't even. 
I don't follow any of that, but that is ridiculous and just shows the pure ignorance right. in th- that uh, the, the listenership of Post Malone. I, was, I had to look up who Post Malone was. Right. <laughs> See, so did Ozzy. They're all <laughs> after children. he recorded. They're all children and you're old men. I mean. Yeah. There are days Ozzy has so to did look Ozzy. who he is. <laughs> Ozzy's like, uh, what day is it? Where am I, Sharon? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, just, I just recorded a song with who? What's a Post Malone? <laughs> I wasn't even here for the regular Malone. Who's pre-Malone? Pre-Malone. It was like Provolone. <laughs> I don't like. I can't have cheese, Sharon. <laughs> I recorded a song with cheese. Okay, now we are old men. <laughs> we are literally, we are literally yelling at those kids to get off of our lawn. Hi, that black guy. What's going on? What? Hi, that black guy. Oh, that's his name. Okay. I was like, what the crap? I could have just said that black guy is here. But uh, yeah. I said hi to indicate that I'm speaking to someone who that, that the next thing is their name. So in the essence of our, you know, just rambles this evening, I learned something today. That Would you? Driving through farm country on Friday the 13th, you are... Uh, a little bit more alert than you are well alert and a little bit more imaginative than you are on most days. <coughs> um, middle of Iowa. There's a sign by this cornfield. First thing I see, do not pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> Is that a sign? For mile. Yeah. It says, do not pick up hitchhikers. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. The first thing coming out of a cornfield. I'm like, Oh, Okay, children of the corn. Got it. No problem. That's that's oh, that that indicates that there has been a problem. <laughs> yeah, it, middle of nowhere. Do not pick up hitchhikers. Okay, got it. So, was down. Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually in Iowa? I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> drive down a little further, and there's a big billboard. And it says, man up, get vasectomies, get a vasectomy now. <laughs> what? $600. Huh. No needles, <laughs> no scalpel. They'll punch Telepathy? the children out of you. Telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> this That's is farm country. I think they're going to do it with a rubber band. Oh, <laughs> you're, <laughs> oh, you're goodness. right. That is how. That's how farmers. Oh my god. Yeah, that's I, funny. I mean, this, this where my head's going today, and then going further down the road, and I, I'd already gotten gas at this point. Thankfully, I passed <laughs> a murder station, and for anyone listening who is unfamiliar with what a murder station is, a murder station is that gas station that 
no matter how low on gas you are, you do yeah. not stop at. Right. If you stop at it, you will die. <laughs> if I stopped at it, my headstone would read, this dummy should have known better. There was one on my trip today. I was like, really? Today? All days? I get murder station. <laughs> I was like, this is my trip. No hitchhikers. Vasectomy without knives and a murder station. Heck of a road trip. So that, oh, what were you saying, Jesse? No, nothing. I was, I was just laughing. I was going to say, that reminds me of something recently that was could have potentially totally went. It could have been Nebraska Chainsaw Massacre, and it probably should have. But thankfully, it didn't. So I, I picked up a hitchhiker not long ago. Talking really like, like a month or two ago, yes, uh, with Melanie. And to be honest, if Melanie, although Melanie being there should mean I should take less chances, but with <laughs> Melanie, with if Melanie wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have picked the guy up. But she's always like, oh, "We could help them." <laughs> right? Like, no, <laughs> Melanie. No, <laughs> we're not going to be humans. Has she seen? She's seen all the horror movies. She loves horror movies. She just is perpetually stuck in this, like, uh, you know, teenage invincibility mode, right? Well, like when I passed the horror station, I looked at it. I said, you know what? I'm white. I'm not that white. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not that white. Not that white. (laughs) I I could still disappear into a Iowa murder station. (laughs) <laughs> you're 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 Viking white. You're not uh, like businessman banker white. Yeah. So okay. So Melon and I were we left my tiny little town, which was hopping tonight. By the way, it's hopping in this town. But we left our tiny tiny this tiny little town. We we're gonna go uh, to Blair and get something to eat. What this a uh, few weekends ago, and just a few miles outside of town, there's a guy walking on the side of the road. He throws out the thumb and we're driving and I'm like, I don't know why I should just kept going. No, I shouldn't have. Cause it turned out. Okay. But I look at her and she's looking at me. I'm like, Oh God. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I turned around and I drive back and I was like, Hey, you need a ride. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, where are you going? And he's like, Oh, just a little past Blair. And it's like, okay, we'll get in. And before he gets in, I, t- I look at Melanie. I was like, you don't ever pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> but <laughs> so, th- so that I flip back around and drive the guy towards Blair. And I was like, so just a couple, you know, a little bit past Blair, wh- we're at. And he's like, oh, and such and such place, you know, it's, it's about 10, 10, 15 minutes past Blair. I was like, okay. So I'm like, Melanie, pull, pull, up, pull up Google Maps and find this place. Because I told him, I was like, uh, you know, yeah, we're just going to Blair. We can give you right there. Uh, she pulls up the Google map of this place, and it was an hour north of Blair. It was well, well past Blair. Oof. And I was like, I was like, did you? I was like, you know, whatever. I don't remember the name of the little town. Uh, I was like, is that where you're going? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you're you're hitchhiking the whole way. And he's like, yeah. And it's about to get like, it was light when we still pick, when we picked him up, but it's about to get dark. And so I'm like, dude, nobody's going to pick this. I've, I've tried. I've tried when I was younger, I tried hitchhiking 
it gets dark, no one stops. They're not going to pick you. They're not going to pick up a dude yeah. on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere between because, you know, it, it's Nebraska for one, but between, you know, north of Omaha, the further you go, the Flam says it's too spooky. Yeah. The, the further you go, the less like there is around. Nobody's going to pick this guy up. Right. So I'm like, hey, we'll get we weren't we were just going to go get something to eat. We don't really have plans tonight, so you know we'll give you a ride up there. So it, we did. We we I, it's, we Melanie's like, oh, I still want something to eat, so we stopped in Blair and got Taco Bell or whatever. And I bought the guy some tacos and uh, <laughs> and we gave him a, dry, a ride. And it took took forever, of course, but where he lived, he lived up on this. Uh, he lived on the Indian Reservation, and I call it the Indian Reservation because that's what the government still calls it. That's what it is posted everywhere. And uh, so we get to this little town finally, like an hour later. And he's like, "Do you want?" He's like, "All right, well, do you want to just drop me off here, or do you want to give me a ride to the house?" Or I was like, "Well, I mean, we've we've come this far. I'll give you a ride to your house, man." He's like, "Okay, well, it's just a few miles past this town." I'm like, "Oh my god, okay, wait, what?" <laughs> so we drive through this little town, and I was doing okay up until this point. And this is so we're now off the highway, drove through this very poor little town and we were on straight up gravel roads and I'm just like now I'm starting to get a little creeped out (laughs) so we drive for a few miles and he's like okay it's left up here and then it's like your next left all good in retrospect I should have just been like nope this is good we're gonna drop you here because we get to the turn into his the house where he's going and it is straight up Texas Chainsaw Massacre like it is like not like the movie. The movie, there's not a lot of trees, but it is the, the Nebraska equivalent. Like it's right. thick, thick woods all around. You turn, you're driving down a fairly long highway along the right side of the driveway before we can even see the house. There's like five abandoned cars, just five yeah. old cars. Oh, yeah. That's when I really was like, oh, 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 no. Uh, there's a chained up dog just right off the side, chained up dogs just right off the side, start freaking out. I'm just like, Oh my God. And we pull around and it is a very rundown little house. Super old. Does not, I don't remember seeing any lights. Doesn't look like anybody lives there. Clearly people do. Obviously this guy was, you know, very poor. That's, that's fine. Point is, like, this place was creepy. It's the abandoned cars, man. You pull into, like, a heavily wooded area where you're, like, pulling up to some, like, rickety house that does not look like people should be living there, and there's nothing but abandoned cars. Like, red alert, red alert. Uh, <laughs> so at that point, you're just, like, holding the wheel, waiting for, like, watching. Who's about to jump out of the woods? You know, I'm going to floor it. Um, but no, whatever. He was nice. He was super nice. We dropped him off. He went around the house as we were leaving but as soon as like i slowly drove past those chained up dogs and got on the gravel road i put the pedal down and got the heck out of there um so point is don't pick up hitchhikers even if it goes well <laughs> yeah. like i we did that guy a solid like really i don't know I, I the idea of him trying to walk that far uh in any amount of time like i don't know what he was thinking but we did him a solid, but that said, it so like was. Th- there are so many t- points during this whole trip 
where it's like, if this was a horror movie, you're like, what are you doing? Don't. This is dumb. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't buy these characters anymore. They're just making dumb decisions. You don't go in there. We made all those decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been yelling at you at the, on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, whoever is in charge of watching the life, the the movie that is my life, they're finally like, well, this is finally actually getting good. And then nothing happens. They're like, <laughs> all right, I figured. Congratulations. For a little bit, you were that white. <laughs> I was. <laughs> you were that white. Yep. We were extra blonde, super ditzy and white because we belonged in an 80s slasher movie at that moment. All right. Well, I guess I, we, I, I think we're, I think I we feel did like it. We, we could call it good. That's, <laughs> I think we've helped some people. We helped some people. <laughs> we do have a few people listening. Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, sorry, my story, I rambled on a bit, but no. Yeah. So if, if you weren't here for the earlier discussion, don't watch uh, Friday the 13th part four. Nope. Do watch uh hip hop evolution season three. Mm-hmm. Um, Get uh, Disney Plus while it's cheap or not, but realize that Disney owns you. They do own you. Our only hope is to pit Disney against Nintendo somehow and hope they kill each other off in the in the uh, ensuing copyright wars. Stream wars. Distress. The stream wars. Is, uh, <laughs> what is it? Wu-Tang American Saga. <gasps> oh, Wu-Tang. that's on Hulu, isn't it? Yes. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Is that is that out? Is that on now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I just I'm just starting the third episode. Ooh, tang! <laughs> Ooh, tang! Oh man, is it good? It is amazing so far. Oh my God! Yeah, speaking, I'm gonna have to speaking, check it out. Speaking of stuff that we should be streaming, um, Cobra Kai every day. Yeah, no, you. I see you posted it at me, so. Yes. So is the first season still free? And it sounds like the second season, they will just be releasing episode by episode, but it will all be available for free. Um, I don't know if season one is still uh, still free or not. I just know that, uh, yes, they're, they, they've released the first two episodes of season two are out right now for free. And then next week they're going to release the third episode and they're going to, yeah, they're going to release them all until they're out. And then I don't know how long they will stay free though. Once they're all out, like I I'm, I'm guessing maybe for a week or two after the full season has dropped kind of thing. And then and how much is it'll go season? back? How much is a season? Uh, it's, it's right now it's basically behind the the paywall unless um like you can buy season 1 it's the youtube the same way service yeah. right yeah yep so you can you can get it for a month for like what was it 11, 11 or 12 dollars <laughs> for a month and you get all the like premium youtube things but as far as the tv stuff that they offer goes it's basically cobra kai <laughs> yeah i mean what else do they got um I, they got I, some I mean, documentaries and other stuff, but I really have not bothered to watch any of them. Yeah, no, I mean, I know there's other stuff, but what? Do they still have all the rooster teeth stuff. That uh, that could be. I don't know. I really, uh, like I said, I haven't really dug into any of the premium content. I'm not sure because I know rooster teeth had, had they do have their own service. 
they just laid a bunch of people off like yesterday, I think, too. 15% yes, of like their people. Something like 50, or roughly 50 people. Lots of restructuring happening at, restructuring happening at Rooster Teeth. Makes me concerned for the uh, dental work departments of Rooster Teeth that I enjoy, which is primarily Funhouse. But um, anyway, hey, I forgot to play any kind of intro music, but I got outro music, and I was like, hey, it, this is more Grolix than GCU, technically, in a way, <laughs> but it's still Friday the Thirteenth, so it gives me an excuse to use this theme that I've only ever used in one episode. So here we go, outro music. If it once it loads, this was the theme I used for last year's uh, Halloween special. Oh yeah, yeah. BT Dubs, those guys still dumb, super dumb. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting enough, uh, last Rollick's Halloween special also had a camp slasher theme. Barely hear him talking. One moment. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. This is the the after credits. You got to save your talkings for the after credits. What were we well, saying? Sometimes you can hear me. Sometimes you can't. You never know. Uh, no, I was going to say since your uh, theme is going to be horror, that might be a good. Uh, you, you might segue that into your uh, opening credits for uh, the new season. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, GCU, oh yeah. uh season season four uh four or I, could, or I could just use this in as an excuse to make a new version of the GCU theme because there's that too. Any excuse to work on music, I'm like, it's for the podcast. I can spend seven hours doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at like, the drop of the hat at the drop of the hat, I I, I was like, you know what? I'm decided. Miami Vice themed uh, Grolix version. Yep, it's happening. Uh, oh yeah. I almost did it if do if I wasn't like so pressed for time this week. The GCU, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth special that just dropped. Uh, it would have had its own new original theme song. Instead, I stole last Halloween's theme song from uh, GCU. So. Someday I'm going to put together an album consisting of 30 to two minute long tracks. And it's all going to be the, the same two songs in different styles. <laughs> I probably have enough material already. So it's a rap album. <laughs> well, I mean, fo- following that line of thought is any pop album. Yeah. Albums aren't Modern a thing. Game. Albums don't exist anymore. Well, I would put out. World. I would put out far more music if I was not attached to the idea of an album, because I get stuck on the idea of an album. But albums are long, and they take yeah. too long. All right, everybody. Hey, don't. It, we still got a few hours left of this full moon Friday the thirteenth. So be safe. Uh, don't believe the. 
the ridiculous superstitions about black cats. Black cats are awesome. You should check them out. Amazingly, they still do not get adopted that often because of people's superstitions. Don't be stupid. Black cats look cool. Uh, <laughs> spay and neuter your pets. Uh, and uh, and don't follow Connor around because that's that that guy is going to get you killed. God, yeah. he's dumb. Hey, if you if you. If you've been on a Friday the 13th kick, you, you dig some camp slasher stuff, go listen to uh, the Halloween Grawlix podcast, Halloween 2018 special. Uh, uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. And like, you know, like anything else, any of our other sh- podcasts, you can uh, find that at GrawlixPodcast.com. G-R-A-W-L-I-X. Wow, I messed it up. G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. All right. Hey, thanks for joining, Candace. I apologize. We're bailing. <laughs> Peace out. All right, take it easy, everybody. Have a good weekend. Uh, And you too, guys. Thanks for joining me. You bet. Later.